Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Isn't the Lord good? 2020 is our best year yet. Amen. And if anything tries to look different, we say, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Hallelujah. I had something on my heart tonight for us. And just to to quote a few scriptures before we get started, uh, ones that we need to have rooted in us, because when you know them in your knower, you don't struggle. You don't. You don't get tripped up and trapped into the mental arena. And uh, the word tells us that that having spoiled, spoiled principalities and powers, spoiled them. Other translations say reduce them to nothing. As Brother Copeland says, they're a zero now. Amen. I don't know, a zero may be too full for them, too round. Uh, Having spoiled principalities and powers. And then he didn't just spoil them and just leave it at that. He made a triumph of them openly. He paraded, paraded that for the display that that would forever be seen and recorded of their defeat. So it's not about us defeating the enemy. It's about us remembering he is defeated. He is defeated. Amen. He is defeated. We have, when we think of him, we have to think of him as defeated. Instead of when, when symptoms come, think of them as defeated symptoms. When uh, not enough tries to show up, Think of them as defeated. It's defeated. And when you think about it in terms of it's defeated, it's defeated. Then you again parade that defeat. He paraded it, but he wants you to parade it. Amen. So when the devil tells you of 14 people who never got on the other side of what you're facing, you parade all his defeat. You parade all the successes, all the testimonies, because I tell you what, God will fund your parade. Amen. God's not afraid of a party. Amen. Amen. And then, of course, Colossians 1, 3, 1, 13, who has, who has delivered us? Uh, It'll benefit you to put this word already, who has already delivered us from the power or the authority. See, Satan used to have authority over us, not anymore. He has delivered us from the authority of darkness. He didn't just bring us out, but he brought us in, translated us, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So everything we face every time in life, no matter what we face, we must remember those things. Amen. Because they're the foundation for every other thing that Satan's defeat in our victory is already a done thing. It's already a secured thing. Amen. Amen. 
Now, because of that, go with me, if you would, to Psalms chapter 27. Psalms chapter 27. You have to remember this. Because Jesus having spoiled principalities and powers, he spoiled you're victorious. You know what that means? You are his master. Hallelujah. Amen. You are Satan's master. That's right. You understand that? He doesn't want you to know that. That's right. He wants to, he wants to push on you in such a way that you abandon your masterful position. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Those who worked at different, different ones who worked in uh, Dad Hagen's prayer and healing school said when we would teach certain truths, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, taking your authority, they said in healing school, there would be an onslaught of people missing from school the next day. They got sick. Because the devil will challenge that with false lying symptoms, lying symptoms to try to get you to back down off that truth. So you have to remember that. And the Bible calls them lying vanities, lying vanities. That the devil can produce something in the natural feelings. Symptoms, he can produce something in the natural, and it's all to get you to change what you believe about the supernatural. Your, our uh, authority is supernatural. It's not a natural thing. That's right. It it's a supernatural position we hold. Amen. A spiritual position that we hold. And it's because he's trying to upset your foundation. He will bring lying vanities. And you have to remember them as lies, even though they're visible or felt. They're lies. They're lies. And you treat them like they're lies. You talk about them as lies. And just because it's visible doesn't make it truth. Does not make it truth. And so the devil wants to push on what we believe about our authority by producing lying vanities. But if you will stand your ground, lies always fall. They always fall because there's no foundation under them. They're a lie. These lying vanities that look to be real and look to be true will fall because there's no foundation under them. You understand that? So no matter how much the passing of time outlasts the lying vanities. Amen. Don't change what you believe because of what you feel or because of what you see. God said something to me uh, some time back, and I've told you this, but it's so important that you know that the devil will produce a feeling. Yes, 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 yes. When he suggests something to your mind, uh-huh. he will produce a feeling yes. to try to influence you yes, to believe what he suggests. Yeah. Right. 
Amen. That if he'll suggest something like, you're not going to have enough money for your mortgage, he will produce a feeling yes. of fear yeah. Yeah. with that suggestion. Right. Yeah. And that fear is to try to persuade you yeah. to accept what he suggested. That's right. yes. Amen. But the word has something to Amen. say to that. Psalms chapter 27, verse 11. The King James translation says this, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Now the Amplified says it this way, Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain and even path because of my enemies, those who lie in wait for me. The devil is setting traps for you. He's setting strategies for you. Devices that he will set so that you mindlessly walk into them and get trapped by them. The Hebrew says this about this word, mine enemies. In Hebrew, it means those who observe me. So we could read it this way. Teach me, O Lord, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of those who observe me. Yes. Now, um, my husband had something that God said to him that is eye opening for us. You know this, that when you, when a child is conceived, they receive an angel. That's right. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. God assigns an, a guardian angel to their life. You have one. Yes. Whether you've seen them, and, and it's not important to see them. It's not important whether they're seen, it's important that they function. Yes. Yes. And they function based on your faith, not based on your seeing them. Amen. So it doesn't matter whether you ever see them. It's not important to try to see. Amen. It's important to believe because that gives them permission to function in your behalf. Yes. So we know this, there's nothing original in the devil. He cannot produce anything original. So everything he does is an imitation, a perverted imitation of God. Because then it's close enough to how God would move, but it's off the mark. So the devil also assigns an evil spirit to you. You're not possessed. It's not in you. It is what this scripture says, those who observe you. And the Bible calls them familiar spirits. In the Old Testament, it calls them a familiar spirit. A familiar spirit is an evil spirit that's familiar with you. That's right. That's right. How come a spirit is familiar with you? He's observing you. That's right. That's right. He's familiar with you. You understand that. So the angel that it protects you is familiar with you too. He's acquainted Amen. with you. But an, but an evil spirit is not all knowing. So he has to watch you right. to observe you so he can become familiar with things you do, how you think, things you say. And he writes them down. He's assigned to you. Right. Don't be afraid of that. No. Doesn't matter. The Bible, isn't that really in keeping with what Psalms 23 verse 5 
Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. They're present. So what? So what? They are from a kingdom that has no more authority over you. You don't even care that they're present because they are defeated losers. Let them observe you in your victory. You want to watch? Just observe me in my victory. And they will observe. Do you lay down your authority? Or do you exercise your authority? Are we persistent in exercising our authority? Or are we casual and half-hearted? The angels know that. And that familiar spirit observes that. And just say, oh, no, we're not. Listen, we all have been at some time not as persistent or as diligent as we should have been with what was ours. And as we develop and as we grow, we should be less inconsistent. We should become more and more. Consistency is part of maturity, isn't it? As we mature spiritually with children, as they mature, they become more consistent in what they should be doing. That's what spiritual maturity also delivers us into, a consistency that we quit putting up with things that we had put up with. Now, if we're going to remain spiritually immature, then we're going to put up with stuff for some put up with it their whole life because they never matured. That's right. That's right. They put up with what they had authority over all along and could have gotten, could have walked free from if they just would have been faithful to apply in the face of those who observe them, this authority. Now, it matters what these familiar spirits observe because that will determine what they do. If they observe that you have a hot temper, they will surround you with situations to push on that button. If they observe that you struggle to give, if they watch you struggle, then they will, uh, they will surround you with things that financial difficulties, because they, they're, they're trying to, they can't, they can't control their actions, but they can, can't control your actions, but they can set things around you that will cause you to choose wrong. Because they've observed your weakness. They've observed if they observe that you're a gossip, if they observe that, they will position people around you that feed that because they want everything in you that is of, 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 is of unrestrained flesh. They want to keep feeding that. Now, this isn't my message. I'm just, this is a preliminary to it. So they will position situations, Mm -hmm. circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. But if you say that doesn't move me, it doesn't matter what they put around you. It doesn't matter that they put unlovely people around you because you're walking in love. That's right. Amen. 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 Amen
If they see that you act fearfully, then they will position and put things around you to enhance the fear in you. If they see that you get up and you look up, you run and lock the doors at night. Nothing wrong with locking doors. I'm talking about, but you do it and you're checking the doors and you're, they're watching you. And you're giving them information about what is in your spirit that they can't see. They cannot see your spirit, man. They, they're not all knowing. They do not know your heart. But your actions reveal your heart. So make sure that what you want seen by your enemy will not enhance weakness in your life. Take a stand against weakness. If the devil sees that you are sexually permissive, he will, he will present around you those who will gladly oblige. Because it's not just about, well, I'm not, you know, I haven't been living pure, so it doesn't matter. It does matter because they're observing. Evil spirits are observing. If you watch something on the computer that nobody knows what you're looking at, it matters because even though a human didn't see you, not only does God see you, those evil spirits that observe you see you. And they know what to poke around your life to keep you always missing it, always failing, always held back spiritually. That's a good word. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Um, but if we will remember and deal with our flesh based on the word through the power of the spirit, because we're not dealing with our flesh with our own human ability. We're dealing with it based on the word through the power of the Holy Ghost. If we'll be full of the word. And full of the spirit, it's easy for you to, it's easier to keep your flesh in check. You don't have to try to get victory, just get full. Many people are trying to get rid of things out of their life when if you'll just fill up, the fullness will push the wrong out. Does that make sense to you? That's the help of the word. And by the spirit, you're dealing with those weaknesses instead of just getting so disappointed in yourself because you keep tripping over the same thing. That's what the devil wants you to try on your ability and in the natural to deal with stuff. But if you'll just fill up, the fullness will deal with stuff. If you'll say, I'm going to live in line with what I'm getting full of. Amen. And it's easier to live that way when you're full. That's right. I mean, it just, Amen. Amen. if you will make fullness your goal, All right. then everything else will be held in place Amen. when you live according to that fullness. Amen. And it's easy to live according to the fullness when you're full. That's right. Amen. That's right. So just 
Make your job just, I'm just going to fill up. I'm just going to fill up today. I'm just going to fill up today. I'm just going to fill up. Listen to, listen to YouTube preachers, you know, ones you know. While you're getting dressed in the morning, put something on. Take that time to get full. To fill up, fill up. When you're riding in your car, do something to keep it going, whether it's on your phone or an iPad or something or whatever, your CD. Do something to keep yourself full. And the fullness will start dealing with that thing that has tripped you up so much. Let those who observe you, observe you in the word. Not observe you in the flesh. Let them watch you shout with Brother Hagen and you want to you want to observe me? Let yeah. me give you something. Right? They can't don't don't they can't defeat you just because they watch you. They can't defeat you. What defeats us is if we don't deal with things that they're observing in us that are less than the word. Okay. Praise the Lord. So why do they observe you? They're looking for entrance. They're looking for points of entrance into your thought life, into your financial life, into your marriage, into the way, uh, into your relationship with your kids. So why, that's why Paul said in Ephesians 4, 27, neither give place to the devil. Why? Because he's watching. That's right. He's observing. Right. Yeah. He's looking for an opening. Understand? And you're the hole plugger. <laughs> you plug up holes. No, I'm not doing that anymore. If they see you fussing and in strife with your, with your spouse, if they see you speaking words of unforgiveness and ill will, they go, I got an entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 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 They'll bring more of it to you. That's right. Amen. 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 But he doesn't have to have an entrance. That's right. He doesn't have to. Amen. 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 So in this verse where it says, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. Because of mine enemies, because of those who are observing me. He's telling us that there are two defenses in this verse that will help us. Uh, two defenses to help us keep the doors closed to those who observe us. Number one, teach me your way. As we do things God's way, then the devil that observes us has no entrance. Because we're doing it God's way. That's right. Amen. We're walking God's way. Amen. We're living God's way. Amen. We're interested in God's way. That means we're a doer. Amen. We're a doer of the word. You, it will not work in your life to hear. The devil observes you hearing the word. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But he can also observe whether we do what we hear or not. That's right. Amen. And if we don't do it, and Satan comes to steal. Yeah. 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 Amen. The one who observes you tells 
Satan. They're not doing it. Yeah. Come get the word. Yeah. Amen. 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 Uh, then the second defense, so our first defense is be a doer of the word. The way God, the way God says to live and conduct ourselves is a defense. It's not a threat. You have to live this way. It's a defense. Then the second thing of this verse, lead me in the plain path. So God has a path for your life. You need to be interested. Interested in his path. His path has to be more interest to you than anything you've ever planned. His path, it's to stay on his path. Those who observe you, all they can do is observe you fulfilling his path. They get no point of entrance. Because if, if, if they observe us off the path, then they know that there's an open door to them. And this is what Paul warned us. Neither give place to the devil. That's right. Now, if we have given place, we can take back the place by giving the devil something different to observe. Amen. 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 Now, now I'm going to get to what it's about for tonight. Philippians chapter one. Philippians chapter one. Because this is, I would say. One of the biggest things in, in endeavoring to help people in pastoring is one of the biggest things you'll have to make sure you are walking consistently in victory over is this thing called fear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because fear is what cripples people from moving forward in the plan of God, in the things of God. And here in Philippians chapter one, verse 28, there's a reason yeah. that yeah. Paul wrote. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know this, that writing to Timothy, God's not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. And the verse before that, he was telling P- Timothy, stir up the gift that's on the inside yeah. of you. Amen. What had happened? What had happened? Fear got in and it started affecting his gift. (laughs) Started affecting what was in him, what was assigned to him, what he was born for, because fear got in. And God's not given us a spirit of fear. When you got born again, fear was not given a place in that new creation. Amen. Amen. God didn't give you fear. God's not leading you by fear. Oh, uh, you know. Amen. We've got to get rid of every trace of fear. Not, not, not because it's in us, but because we, I'm saying we need to recognize Amen. fear. Yeah. Most, and, I, and I've seen this in pastoring, most people who are entrenched in fear do not recognize it. And that's the problem. It's not that fear tries to trip them up. It's because they don't even recognize that it's fear motivating them. That's right. The way they raise their children, the way they conduct their marriage. When someone is constantly apologizing, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, and it's a, and it's a constant focus. Fear, fear is behind that thing. Not manners. Right. Amen. Now, don't misunderstand me. If you violate someone, 
you should, you should repent and apologize. But I'm talking about someone who they, they say something, then they apologize. Mm-hmm. They say something, oh, maybe I, should, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. I've been around in many yeah, years. Yeah. I've yeah. seen this. Yes, and I know, I recognize it's fear. Amen. And they don't recognize it. They just think it's good manners. Well, praise the Lord. I'm saying fear can be so subtle because people can have it their whole life. And that thing is pushing on them. Maybe I said this wrong. Oh, maybe I did this wrong. And it's all based on fear. You see, and that's the thing is ask the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, is there some place in me, in my way of operating, in my way of thinking or my way of communicating that's based on fear? that I'm not recognizing. He'll show it to you. Right. Don't try to go through your mind and find it. Right. Yes. Because the, the devil will give you wrong definitions. Yeah. It, don't mentally do this. Yeah. But let your heart just say, I'm trusting you, Holy yeah. Ghost, to point out to me yeah. anything that I have allowed fear yeah. to direct yeah. the way I respond. Amen. 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 That's right. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. No fear. No fear. No fear. No fear. It's a huge thing. It is. It's a huge thing. It, if, you do, if, if people don't walk in victory, what's in them will never come out. I'm talking about if they don't walk in victory over fear. What's in them will never come out in its fullness because fear will stop it. They'll never be, they'll never be bold in their faith because fear will stop it. Fear has torment. But let me tell you what. Not only does fear have torment, people have lived with it so long that they don't even recognize they're tormented. They think every, they think it's normal. But you can operate in such a place of peace that you go, what in the world have I been putting up with? Amen. Philippians chapter one, verse 28 Paul says, and in nothing, this is the King James, and in nothing, terrified by your adversaries. You have adversaries. Why? Because right always has something against it. And in nothing, terrified. Look at this. And in nothing, in nothing, in nothing, terrified by your adversaries. Which is to them an evident token of perdition. Amen. That word perdition means doom. Amen. That's right. But to you of salvation and that of God. Now let me read to you out of the Amplified. Then we're going to break this down a little bit. Do not for a moment. How long is fear supposed to last? Not a moment. When it shows up, not even a moment is it tolerated. Amen. Not even a moment. This is not a suggestion. It's a command. If we allow fear, we sin. Because he says, don't do it. Do not. Do not for a moment be frightened. That means if something strikes fear at you like a fiery dart, because every one of us can feel that fiery dart strike. And it just... Stop right there and say, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Fear, no, you don't. One uh, person uh, years ago, a staff member wasn't feeling well. 
And they went up to another staff member and said, I'm going to go home to, I'm just going to go home. They were partway through the workday and said, I, I don't feel well, I'm going to go home. And that other staff member that they said it to thought, well, I hope I don't get sick. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's what yep. the devil is just, yep. Yep. the devil will do that. That's right. What are you going to do with that? Don't for a moment. Now, this is where they missed it. That staff member said, sickness, I rebuke you in Jesus name. That day they got sick. You say, well, they rebuked it. It wasn't sickness that spoke, that spoke to them. It's fear. That's right. They didn't recognize fear was talking to them. Fear of sickness. And when they said sickness, I rebuke you. Fear goes, got them. Because they talked to the wrong thing in fear. They took my suggestion. That's it. Yeah. Those that observe yeah. took, yeah. they took notice. Ha, ah, gotcha. Yeah. That's right. And they opened the door to the That's sickness. Right. And right. by the end of the day, they too were sick. Yeah. Get it? Yes. See people not recognizing that wasn't sickness that talked to them. It was fear that talked to them. Yes. 99% of what you're going to deal with is fear-based. That's right. Fear-based. Recognize. Amen. If you go to bed worried that you're not going to have mortgage, that's fear based. That's not money. That's not a money matter. That's fear matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Afraid, afraid, uh, you know, you know, uh, withholding giving because Christmas is coming. Yeah. You know, fear. that's fear based. That's not money based. Amen. That's fear based. Amen. The devil wants you to think it's money based so you can strike at the wrong thing and never hit it. Rebuking the wrong thing. And, and what is really attacking comes in the back door. People don't recognize fear. They think it's money. They think it's their spouse. They think it's their job. They think it's the economy. It's fear. It's fear. So uh, do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. Now notice what your opponents are trying to do. Frighten and intimidate. Ed talked about when he was about 57 or so. I don't know how old he was when um, I so appreciate we were in a meeting with Dad Hagen and uh, after the service that morning uh, they told Ed and I to come back in the back room so we're just alone with Dad Hagen in the back room and uh, Dad Hagen is still sitting there. You know, he comes out of a service. Dad Hagen was always praying in the spirit, always. So he came out, he'd walk out of a service praying in the spirit. Not loudly, you wouldn't have heard him. You just would see his mouth move very slightly, but he didn't do it for display. You know, he did it to where it was very inconspicuous. And so he's sitting there and he's just quietly praying in the spirit because he's just come out of the service and we're just sitting there by him and he reaches over and pats it on the leg and says, just laugh your way through it. Just laugh your way through it. And then he starts laughing. And three weeks later, uh, Ed went to the doctor and the doctor said, you have cancer. He said, it's all through your lymph nodes. He says, I guarantee you it's in your bone, all that, you know. Well, it, it wasn't in his bone, but it had gone all through his lymph nodes. And... Um, and I told it, I said, God already told us, laugh your way through it. Connect the dots. That's the way I, I, I use that phrase. You must learn to connect the dots or you'll miss the help the spirit gives you. I said, God already told us what to do. Laugh our way through it. So Ed said, 
And then within, and Ed asked God, where did I open the door? And God told him and see, always talk to God, always talk to God, always talk to God. He didn't just start taking a random scripture and make a stand. He asked God, what should I, what do I do? Where did I miss it? What do I need to do? And then the count, the help, the spirit of the, 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 the spirit of counsel spoke to him. The Holy Ghost gave counsel and said, these are the two areas. So Ed said, okay, I correct those. And in 10 minutes, within 10 minutes of being home, he had his answer. He knew what to correct. He repented of it. Once you repent, you don't have to suffer the penalty of doing it wrong. Because forgiveness is like you never did it wrong. You don't have to accept a measure of defeat. Don't get to the thing that I have to accept a measure of defeat because I did it wrong. That's what the Savior is for. The ones who do it wrong. But the devil will make you think you have to go through this whole big process of getting what you sowed. You know, yes, it's true. Sowing and reaping is true. But once you, once you repent... That seed is pulled up. Repentance destroys the wrong seed planted. So, Ed, God told Ed the two places where he opened the door. Now, Ed knows all the healing scriptures. He didn't start confessing healing scriptures. It's imperative. Anytime you're faced with something, ask the Holy Ghost. This is where most people miss it and their faith is off. They don't ask the Holy Ghost. They just start grabbing what they want. Faith works when you have the leading of the Spirit. Faith, let me tell you this. Faith requires the leading of the Spirit. Amen. And don't you forget that. That's right. It requires it. That's right. I, when I had all these things to complete once Ed went home to be with the Lord, I didn't just start saying, well, the word says this, the word says that. I took time to hear, Holy Ghost, what, what do you tell me to do in the face of this? How do I handle this? And if he doesn't say anything, then there will be a scripture that will come up to my heart that will direct me. But I don't just start randomly deciding what I want as an outcome and then just start clamping onto that and then the thing fails because I'm not even under the counsel of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Faith requires the leading of the Spirit. Don't you ever forget that. That is so key to the life of faith. That's why a lot of people miss the faith life is because they put their faith on something and they never heard from the Spirit. They say this faith stuff doesn't work. No, they're not asking the Spirit stuff is what doesn't work. He's our guide, our teacher, our counsel. He's all of these things. We have to get our, our legal counsel. He is our legal counsel. Ask him. Well, I saw it happen this way. Somebody, you're not somebody. You're not them. You don't go out. The Holy Ghost is not going to replicate someone else's testimony just for you. He's replicating God's word for you. Amen. So my husband didn't just, he's preached healing, he, but he did not just start grabbing healing scriptures 
He took time to hear. Take time to hear. Can I shake you by your shoulders? Can I shake you by your ears? Can I shake you by your head? Take time to hear. Otherwise, you're going to miss the target. Because the devil will suggest something to your mind that sounds like the word and may involve scriptures and it won't be the divine counsel. And I've seen marriages fall apart. I've seen people fall apart financially. I've seen people die prematurely because they did not take the counsel of the spirit. They just picked something and decided for themselves. They picked a scripture. Listen, the letter of the law kills, but the spirit gives life. You have to have, he will direct you on what word is completely applicable for you, your, your level of faith, your measure of faith, and what you're facing at this moment. And so once he heard, he corrected that. And within, and the Holy Ghost said, okay, within 30 days, that'll all be gone. And it was. And the doctor now. He did take some kind of oral medication. I don't know what it was. He just, he, he took it and the doctor said, this medication does not get rid of this in 30 days. Someone up there likes you. Amen. That's what the doctor said to him. That's not what it's designed for. So I don't want people to think he just walked away from medical because I'm believing. You better have, you better have some clarity. So, but, and I didn't even tell you that to say all that. Okay. What I wanted to say out of that was this, what I want to say, we were sitting in the doctor's office and he said to Ed, you have cancer. Ed said, the moment he said that, he said, fear struck at my toes. I could feel it coming up my legs tangibly. And he said, I spoke to himself because I was in there. I didn't hear him. He said, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You go, you get back down. He says, I felt it go back down. Why did he feel it come up his legs? Because it's under your feet. If it is at your head come on. and screaming in your ear, you let it get too far. If you're laying in bed and tormented and harassed with thoughts of fear, it got too far. Not for a moment. If, it, if you're not even putting up with a moment, it can't even get past your legs. You understand that? So that's what Paul says. Do not for a moment. Not even for a moment. Don't let him get past your legs. You talk to it. No, you don't. You get back down, fear. See, he didn't rebuke cancer. He rebuked fear. If there's no fear... The cancer will be gone. That's right. Amen. Yes. That's right. Fear is what holds sickness in place. Amen. Do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign, proof, and seal to them of their impending destruction. But a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation, and that from God. You go, well, what does all that mean? It means this, Satan and demons are not all-knowing. 
They are not all knowing. They don't know your heart. They don't know your spirit. They can only read your countenance. They can only read the actions they observe you take. Amen. Amen. So he's saying this, if they see your countenance struck with fear, now they know what you've allowed in. Amen. So it's your countenance matters. Your countenance matters. Do not get up in the morning with a sad look. Demons are watching. Do not get up acting all sad and depressed and go over and close up the curtains because you feel dark and cloudy. You better quit that because demons don't know that till you take actions like that. And when you take actions like that gleefully, they torment you and they bring more of their cousins with them. It matters matters. that you don't get up looking sad, looking pitiful to get attention because you're going to get the wrong kind of attention. And I'm going to tell you, people love attention. They want people to know what they're going through. They'll wear a sulky face. You better stop that because demons take their cues from what they observe of you. I'm not giving them credit. I'm not talking them big. I'm just letting you know in the spirit realm. It matters that you wear a countenance of faith. It matters that this face show faith, not fear. It matters. You're not just putting on, you're determining what's going to be around your life. Don't teach your kids. You don't, you don't just throw up. You don't just do something to get attention. You don't pout. We don't pout. There are so many adults pouting, pouting. They pout because they want, they're not, they don't like what their spouse did. They want somebody to know they're going through something. You better stop that because you will get attention, but it won't be what you expected. Praise the Lord. They'll just feed your mind with fear. They'll just feed your mind with all these thoughts and suggestions. Why? Because the countenance gave them an open door. They read you. Ha, I'm observing. Listen, we need, we've read Smith Wigglesworth's materials about him. When we see somebody do something, Dr. Summerall asked him, how do you start your day? No, he didn't ask him that. He asked him, how do you wake up? He says, I jump out of bed and I dance for 10 minutes. Why? He knows the way he conducts himself is going to determine what the devil does to him that day. And what the devil brings against him. What the devil pokes at his life with. If you get up and go over to the, the desk where your bills are and just... Sit like this. Devil see that. I'm just saying it matters that we not just think faith, but we have faith actions. And this. Now, listen, 
When people see this, they ought to see the same every day. Hallelujah. Brightness, yeah. light, Amen. faith, Hallelujah. rejoicing, yeah. joy. Yeah. Well, I'm going through something. You better not let anybody know it. That's right. Because demons Amen. are reading your face. They are. Why? Because they're not all knowing. They don't know until you show them. Don't give them credit. They don't know till you show them. Amen. Amen. So what's that mean? We should rejoice. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Amen. 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 Now notice, notice, I want to, I want to see again. Do not for a moment mm-hmm. be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries for such constancy. What's that mean? You're constantly the same. Right. No matter what strikes at you, no matter what fiery darts, it, yeah. no, you don't. No. You put, you quench it. The That's moment, right. the moment, yeah. you quench it. Yeah. And when they see, my gosh, every time we throw something at them, yeah. they just put it out. That's they right. put it out. Yeah. They put it out. Right. They cast it down. Yeah. 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 See, they're observing right. whether or not you're constant. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. They observe, they observe, you know, there are Christians that the greatest difficult, the greatest difficulty you bring to your life as a Christian is to go to church three months, then stop for two, then come back for, you know, a a few weeks, then come back for three months. That inconsistency makes the devil know they are an open target. Constancy keeps the door to them closed. And it says when those demons see you constant, when fear sees you constant, when that which tries to intimidate you sees you constant, it is, what does it say? It is that the King James says it's an evident token of their doom. You had no idea by you getting up and being the same every day was telling devils you're losing. You're losing. You have already lost and anything you bring against my life, you lose. When you get up the same every day, every day, every day. I mean, when Ed died and I mean, I had tons of things every day coming against me. I could, I would not. I would not act like I'm under it for pity's sake. I don't need pity. I need to make sure that the right thing seen is what I want in my life. So we're to rejoice. I don't care what comes against you. God has a great plan. I don't care what comes against you. The name of Jesus is for you. The blood of Jesus is for you. The authority of God is yours. I don't care what comes against you. You have greatness to rejoice over. If the devil sees you that you're just a pouty person, there will be all kinds of difficulties you're going to set up in your life. And it's your own fault because the devil read you. Parents, you're not very smart if you don't read your children, right? You tell them, go get your homework done. They roll their eyes. Oh, no, come here, baby. Come here. Come here. I just read something on your face. Your eyes moved in a direction I didn't like. Amen. 
Amen. Why? They're telling you something yeah. when they roll those eyes, aren't they? Or they tilted the head. Come here, let me tilt your head. Walk off with an attitude like that. Don't. A slammed door is a removed door. You gonna you think you're gonna slam the door and shut me out? Come here, I'll, I'll pull everything you own in the hallway. Right? Why? Because the way they carried themselves determined how you parented them. Demons do the same. The way you carry yourself determines how they treat you. Praise the Lord. It's the truth. Now, when you rejoice, when everything around you is wrong, when everything around you is not as you wish it to be, but you rejoice, demons see that. That's right. And they, huh? They don't like what they don't like that because their future is connected to that. That's right. Their future is connected to what they see on you. That's right. Now, it says that. Let me read it again. That do not for a moment. Well, let me read out the King James. And nothing terrify. In nothing. In nothing. In nothing. Let me say this. That nothing means anything you even did it against yourself. Not just what the devil brought against you, but what you even did, even in that, in nothing. Don't accept defeat. Even if you did it to yourself, God, God will bail you out. Do not accept. I have to get into it because I, I know I did that on purpose. I knew what I was doing in nothing, in nothing. Be terrified. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them. Yeah. Listen, if you're not terrified, it's something to them. That's right. That's right. It says here, right. how you respond to fear is something to them. Amen. Nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them. This is what it is to them. An evident token of perdition. Well, that doesn't sound very American in the way we talk. I know those are English words, but this it, perdition means doom. Doom means unavoidable, adverse destiny. Meaning, when you see me shout, when you want me to cry, when you, when I shout instead of cry. It means there is undeniable, unavoidable. Your destiny is sealed. It's unavoidable. Adverse. They don't want that faith. They, they will suffer when you don't respond the way they want you to. They will suffer. I saw... It's like this neon sign that flashes. An, ev yeah. uh, uh, it, an evident token is a sign. Yeah. It's a sign. sign. There's a sign flashing. You're doomed. Yeah. You're doomed. Yeah. You're defeated. Yeah. You can't win. Yeah. Your destiny is yeah. sealed forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's the way it's read. Amen. That's, what, that's what Paul said. Amen. 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 
Refusing to be terrified is to you a sign too. That's right. Now look at this. That's right. It says... It is an evident token of perdition for them, but to you, it's a sign. To you, it's a sign. It's a sign to them, but it's also a sign to you. When you won't be afraid, it's a sign to you. What's it a sign to you? Salvation. What's that mean? Your rescue. Turnaround. That which you need to be delivered from. It's a sign. Because you wouldn't respond to fear, it's a sign that you win. That's what it means. Hallelujah. 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 So when you rejoice, it's, it's you saying, I'm saved, I'm redeemed, and I win. Yeah. 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 No matter what I feel. Yeah. No matter what the threat. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you rejoice, yes. those things that the devil tries to bring around you, to poke at you fearfully, they fall away. They fall away. They fall away Amen. when you rejoice. Amen. Rejoicing shows what you know, not what you see. Amen. You're not rejoicing because you see things get in order. Amen. You're rejoicing because you know something. If you only rejoice when you see the right thing, you're doing it wrong and you'll never be on top. You rejoice at what you know, not at what you see. Can I tell you this? It's almost anticlimactic when what you've been rejoicing over shows up. The client, it was, it was like, yeah, I knew that was coming. Because you've been rejoicing over it for a period of time. You already knew it was coming. And when it showed up, he goes, yeah, I knew. Not arrogantly, but I've been rejoicing over this. I knew that. Really, the fun of it is the rejoicing at the knowing. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. A moment of fear is wrong. A moment of fear is wrong. It's wrong. So many live in extended seasons of fear. And they don't even realize. I mean, some, they've been, they were raised by fearful parents and they put fearful phrases. They said fearful things and the children grew up hearing it so much they don't even recognize that it was fear motivated. And it brought fear to them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, when we are thinking right, Fear can't get in. If fear gets in, wrong thinking opened the door to that. It comes in through wrong thinking and having our attention on the wrong thing. There was a billionaire businessman several, some time back, that was losing everything. He but he was so skilled in the financial world, he was able to turn that around. And today, you know, he, he recovered all of that that was lost. But he made this statement in an interview because he would have to go, he would have to go and deal with bankers and stuff. And he said, after it had all turned around, he says, never let them see you sweat. 
He said, that was the key. He said, if they would have seen me afraid, they never would have extended mercy toward me. Because they know I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm yep. over my head. Yep. Yep. If the devil sees you afraid, he knows you, he's, he's overwhelmed your faith. He's overwhelmed your faith. When you have the wrong look, that you carry yourself wrong, you communicate to others to try to get attention rather than in faith. Then the devil knows he's overwhelmed you. Right? And he said, just, this is just naturally speaking. The man said, you can't let him see you sweat because what happens in, under a situation of pressure, uh, if they see you sweat, you lose advantage. They, you lose advantage because they, they won't place any confidence in you. They see you're overwhelmed. And he said, that was what kept me from going under was I was perfectly confident in the face of all of that looked like it was going wrong. He said those who had money invested in me and stuff, he said they didn't lose confidence because I didn't, I didn't let it show yeah, on my face. Right. Now see, that's naturally speaking how that worked for a billionaire. How much more in the spirit realm? Over your destiny that's worth more than billions. Amen. Any Christian who is in bondage in any way, whether it's fear or anything, is due to an unrenewed mind. Right. You don't remember, you don't know these things. You don't think in line with some of the things. So now we know how to think in line with what the Word says. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Satan has been defeated. You understand? Satan's been defeated. We've already been delivered from his kingdom. Right? Therefore, any defeat that comes to our lives didn't come from him. Came from wrong thinking. That's right. He cannot defeat us. Wrong thinking is what he works his plan through. And when there's no wrong thinking, there's no defeat. Amen. Problems come when the mind is not renewed to the truth that he's already defeated. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna live that way. I'm gonna respond that way. I'm gonna talk that way. I'm gonna portray myself that way. I'm going to carry myself that way. Right. He's already defeated. That's right. He's already defeated. You have to know this. You know, when, when they came and when the kids came and told me that day that, uh, that Ed had gone home to be with the Lord, the, one of the first thoughts I thought of was, what was the last sermon I preached? Because I know this, God is always going to be in front of the problem. That was on a Friday. The last sermon I had preached on a Tuesday in our church was this, that God always puts your answer in you before your problem shows up. And I turn and says, my help is in me. That's exactly, I don't care what I face. The answer for what I'm, what I'm going to face, everything that I'm going to have to answer, the answer is already in me. It's not panic trying to, oh God, what am I going to do? No, no, no. I'm going to look in me. The answer is already in me. Your victory is already in you. That which you need to overcome, it's already in you. Now you're going to have to remember that. Because when the devil strikes with this fiery dart, it can, if I could say this, take you off balance for a moment. And if you don't, if you don't remember the right thing, how, how much the word says, remember, 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 
remember because when the devil strikes are such force that right. you tend to let go yeah. of what you've been taught instead of remember right. what you've been taught. Amen. Right? Amen. Hallelujah. The renewed mind will not respond to fear. It's the unrenewed mind yeah. that opens the door to it. Yep. Recognize when fear comes. Yes, you'll feel the feeling, but that doesn't mean it got in. That's right. That's good. That's right. It didn't get in until it starts changing the way you think and respond. Amen. So, Pastor Ike taught us Tuesday night responding. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Your, your life is a picture of what you're responding to. Right. Responding to the word or responding to fear. It's a response. The devil is going to put around your life things based on what you respond to. If you respond with anger, your response is going to set the atmosphere that the devil's going to make sure to put around your life. Amen. It's all about your response. Yes. Rachel Tifa Tiller, who was a woman that she was a precious woman that she was skillful in prayer. She made this statement. She said, people quit too soon. People quit too soon. If they don't see immediate results, people let go of their victory. Hold, and, hold to your victory until victory is seen. Till it shows up in this realm is what is what is meant. Amen. Amen. Galatians six verse nine. I'll just read it to you. Be not weary, for in due season we will reap. Listen to this. If we faint not, what's that mean? Remember what he said. Constancy. Remember this word. Constancy means we don't faint. To faint means quit believing. Ceasing to believe and resist, becoming less earnest and persistent. Yeah. Ah, just not being as persistent as we should is fainting. Amen. Just being, just not standing our ground as firm. Right. It's fainting. That's right. That's right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just not being earnest and persistent causes us to let go instead of holding fast. The more stubborn Satan is, the more earnest and persistent we must be. Amen. Doesn't, it doesn't matter how long we have to stand our ground. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Why? Because we win. The passing of time does not change our victory. It doesn't matter that we have to stand our ground for a certain period of time. That does not change our victory. Amen. Amen. We have to be interested enough. To hold fast. We have to decide I'm interested enough in the, in the God life than the life I've been putting up with. Because so many just put up with things. Put up with harassment. Put up with stuff. We've all done it. We have to decide we're interested in something else. Amen. Hallelujah. I, um, I'll, I'll close with this. I uh, was... <laughs> Well, let me, let me say this. I, it's, it's comical, but I was talking to someone. They were driving, and it was so funny because every time we would get in a place, a, a construction zone, you know, when they put, start putting walls and dividers and cones up, and they start, you know, bringing it to where you don't have a, a shoulder yes, 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 yes. 
on the other side, you've still got your lane, but they just brought a wall in or something. And this, this one gal, friend of mine, she'd drive, she'd go, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I said, sister, that ain't faith and that ain't Jesus. And finally, I, I said, let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Do you know they brought, because you know how they'll bring walls. And they're movable walls. Yeah. It's the concrete walls and they'll close in. They'll get rid of your shoulder. And I said, your lane did not change. The lane is the exact same width. Just because a wall came in, your lane did not narrow. So... I said, the, pro- the reason you say Jesus, 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 Jesus is because you're looking at the wall and not at your lane. I said, quit looking at the wall. The lane is exact width. Right? Is that not true, right? And I said, our lane is victory. Our lane is... is we are in the victory lane. You're going to see walls come in because the devil wants to narrow you down. He wants to rob. Your lane doesn't change. I don't care. I don't care what narrows in. I don't care what, what looks like it's encroaching. It cannot take your victory. Jesus already won it. He already completed that. You cannot lose your lane. The only thing, the only thing that'll defeat you is looking at the wall. You know what happens when you look at the wall? You veer toward the wall. You veer toward it, don't you? And I say, just center up, center up, center up. It was so funny. She said, you know, my mama used to tell me all the time that I always hugged the right lane. And I told her, no, I didn't. I said, well, when you get to heaven, you're going to have to repent because you do. You hug the right lane. So center up, sister, center up. And every time I get in the car with her, that's my word. Center up, sister. Can I tell you when fear comes, center up. Center up. Quit looking at the lanes that aren't yours. This isn't your lane. This is not your shoulder. This is not your wall. Quit looking there. Right? Just quit looking. But I can see the wall. So what? Your lane did not change. Your lane did not change. whether you can see and feel pressure financially. It doesn't matter. Your lane of victory didn't change. None of your, none of your victory was revoked. Right? Didn't change. You're still the healed. You're still the blessed. You're still the promised. You're still every, you're still in the kingdom of life. Why did, why did, why did Peter sink in the water? He, he was looking at the wall instead of staying in his lane. Just stay in the lane, stay in the lane, stay in the lane. But the walls are right here. So what? Your lane is still under you. 
um, I was having symptoms had for a while in my body and I just started worshiping and rejoicing and those symptoms just started falling away and within a day and a half they were gone. And uh, after about, I don't know, a couple days, I had a dream and in that dream, uh, God will speak to me in dreams. I dream all the time. Every night, all night long. Not some, like my mother said, she said, I don't think I've ever had two dreams in my life. And I said, well, I had two in 20 minutes. <laughs> you know? I mean, I just, I've always dreamt a lot. And, um, and don't get weird. Every dream does not come from God. No, 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 no. Don't be weirdness. Just stay in your lane, center up. <laughs> But a few times God has given me a divine dream, a divine dream that the anointing of God will be on you when you wake up. Number two, there will be no fear present no matter what you saw. And number three, you'll know what it means. If you don't know what it means, God isn't speaking because he's not stupid. He doesn't treat you stupid. You don't have to go around and ask somebody what it means. If you have to ask somebody what it means, it wasn't from God. You understand? I've always known exactly what it means. I've never had any fear, even when God has shown me the outcome that is negative in the sense of what was going to happen. There was no fear with it. Why? Because God's, God's not, God's not a, a participator in fear. Anytime he shows you something, there'll be no fear. And, uh, so anyway, so in this dream, and, and the symptoms had left, but in this dream, I was laying just on a, on a grassy yard and I was just laying flat on my back in the grass and I was just laying there and all of a sudden I turned and the moment I turned, there was the head of a serpent, but this wasn't the head of a serpent this wide. It was about this wide and it wasn't coming. It was right there. The moment I turned, it was right there, this wide. And it, there was no getting away from it in the sense you didn't have time to move. He was right there. It wasn't like he was 10 feet away and coming toward you and you're hurting to get away. It, I, I was laying there and I turned and it was right there. And I thought it's going to go for my face because its mouth opened. And I thought, you know, it's going to come toward my face. It didn't. It went up and over my head. And I go, and I knew exactly when I woke up that the devil will try to get you to think wrong. He's, and in the dream, his, his fangs sank down into my, and I know it was sinking down into my mind, not just the, the head, the, the mind. Why? Because he's wanting to think wrong. But once he went and he latched onto my head, I was lifted up in the dream. And I was lifted up over him and I saw the head, but I, there was only about this much. See, when I was laying ground, all I could see was the face of him, right. the head of him. But I, I couldn't see the body of it right. because he was so close. But when I was lifted up, I saw the head was torn off. It wasn't cut off. It was jagged. It was just thrashed. It had been torn off. There was nothing behind the head. There was nothing to it. It was all just 
talk right. that yeah. was attacked that was directed at the mind. Amen. He wants to talk you out of something. He wants to over time weaken you. He wants to over time break down your persistence and your constancy, but there's nothing behind. He, he is a, he's, he's defeated. His authority has been torn from him. Cause it wasn't his to begin with. Amen. He is defeated. When he bites, recognize ain't nobody on you, boy. Ain't nobody on you. You're torn. I mean, it was it was really grotesque looking. It was so violent, the tearing. It wasn't a clean cut. It was just shattered. Shattered. His his head right behind the head. See, that's what he presents is the face. The face. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did I know? I'm going to have to stand. I'm just going to have to stand because he's going to try to get me to think wrong. I'm going to have to stand. How good the Holy Ghost is. He already revealed him as, as defeated. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you helped tonight? Father, we thank you for your word. Listen, if it weren't for the word, we wouldn't know these things. Isn't the word wonderful? Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We so thank you. We so thank you. We so thank you. Just lift up your hands and lift up your voice to him. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. Somebody's right hip. Go ahead and stand with me. You can move around a little bit. You've been sitting for a while. Somebody's right hip is being healed. Somebody's right hip is being healed. Yeah, you can. Thank you, Pastor. Your right hip is being healed right now. Uh, some in this area, in this area, it could it could even it could have something toward the toward the back as well. But in this area, Hallelujah! Just reach up and receive that. Just reach up and receive it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. Now, power has to be received. So just because God calls it and says it, that's not the completion. You have to say, I receive it. I take it. You have to release your faith in the direction of that power. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Father, we thank you for the fullness. Let me have your hand. We thank you for the fullness of your plan for her. We thank you, Father. How precious is your plan for her? May she see, may she see what she needs to see. May she see it. Uh, and may she gain clarity of steps through you showing her. Thank you for, Father, show her how great and sweet your plan is for her. We thank you for her seeing that in Jesus' name. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for that. We thank you for that. 
Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who is it with your right wrist you've been having difficulties? Hallelujah. Thank you, love. Who is it with your right wrist you've been having difficulties? Just raise it up. Just receive healing for that. Move that around. Move that around. Move that around right there. Hallelujah. 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 Just receive that. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful he doesn't limit it. Amen. I'm so grateful he doesn't limit it. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Who's been having pain in your ears? You've been having pain in your ears and it's caused some kind of headaches and pain in there. Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Receive healing power right now. Just receive it. Just receive it. Somebody, uh, something across their scalp. There's been some, something with your scalp that has been, that has been a, a problem to you. Who is that? Just receive healing power right now. Hallelujah. Who is that? Then there's something that goes, something right across the top of the head. I don't know whether it's a pain or what. There's something right across the top of the head that there's been some kind of difficulty. with. It could be a recurring head, something with an injury, something with, I don't know, a head pain, whatever. Something right across the top. Hallelujah. Just raise your hands if that's you. And, and I know this. I know they are, they are streaming this. So people that are watching, uh, if, you, if, if any of this fits the description of what you're facing, you can receive it right where you're at. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. Somebody's back teeth are being healed. Somebody's back teeth, back in the jaw area, you've been having difficulties. And there's, uh, it seems like to me, something needs to be moved. And God's moving that. Something that needed to be readjusted. Something that was out of place. Healed in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. I want to say to you, love, um, go by what's in your heart. Don't let voices and people saying things influence you against your heart. The safest life is the life that this is what I have in my heart and I'm sticking with that. And it's when we start entertaining what other voices say that we become confused and we lose clarity of what, is, what our own heart is telling us. The more we entertain other voices, we go, now I don't know what's right. Yeah, we know what's right here, but we, we make it difficulty when we allow other voices to confuse us. So just stick with what's in your heart, okay? Yeah. And I tell you what, what's in your heart doesn't put pressure on you. Other voices, you got to move now. You got to make, you know, there's a push with it and they're pressed to it to, to try to, uh, to force a certain response. 
But um, God doesn't do that. It's a, it's a flow. When, when your heart knows something, it's a flow. It's not a, it's not a press, uh, not a pressure. Okay. So that's how, you know, if something is, if something is making you uneasy, it's not God because his flow, it's always comforting and it's, and it's safe and it feels secure and it's, it, you're just confident in it because you know what came out. And I don't know what, in what way that applies to you or for you. And I don't know if it's even something currently or something you will be needing to remember, but whatever it is. Um, and that's true for everyone. That, that's how God, uh, we, we have to walk in clarity in our own lives. Amen. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We glorify you, Father. We magnify you. Uh, somebody across your shoulders, you've been having some kind of muscle difficulties or something across the shoulders. And uh, I don't, it would go beyond tightness. It, I, it's just something that has caused you a lot of um, discomfort. If that's you, something with your shoulders and going across, just raise your hands and receive that. Just receive that healing power. Receive that healing power. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. The knees are being healed right now. Knees are being healed. Right where you're at, just move around. Move those knees. Not checking to see if it worked, but giving action to that anointing. Amen. That our knees, knees... Hallelujah, strong, whole, healed, free from pain, free from, free from difficulty. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you, Father. Something uh, back in, in your back, in the shoulder blade area, Right where the shoulder blades, like in this mid area, something along in that, that area that you just raise your hand over her, several of you. Father, we thank you for healing. That's being healed right now. Just receive that. Just receive that. Hallelujah. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. Something with somebody's throat, some, some kind of ongoing condition. It's been quite... It's been quite troubling for you, quite difficult for you. There's healing right now. Just receive that. Just receive that. We thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for it, Father. We glorify you. We magnify you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Some woman in your female organs are being healed right now. There's been some kind of situation with your female organs being healed right now. Just receive that. Mashtakaya. Seems like even something's being repositioned in that area. Something's been out of place. Being healed right now. We thank you, Father. 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 
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Something, I don't know what this is, something right around where your waist would be, right around where the waistband on your skirt or your pants may fall. There's been something around there that's been wrong. I don't know if it's internal organ. I don't know if it's something with a muscle. I don't know what, but something around in that area. If that's you, raise your hand. Something in that area, several of you. We thank you, Father, for healing power. Just receive that. He's healing that right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Miss Donna, something that he's working for you, something he's working on the backside of some kind of situation for you that it, you won't see it immediately, but you'll see it play out. And it, it, it'll be like, oh my goodness, this was so easy. It was such a blessing. It's because he was working on it long before you needed it. So he's working on, he's working on some situations there. I don't know exactly what that pertains to, but uh, he's working beautifully, beautifully, beautifully. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank somebody's hips are not aligned. Your hips are misaligned. You know, uh, you appreciate getting to go to a chiropractor. They, I mean, they help, they help. But you know what? You got... In a few weeks, you can go back and get it realigned. You know, it just keeps coming back. And you appreciate what they can do, but it's not lasting so much so much of the time. And uh, when, God, when God does it, you hold to it, it lasts. <laughs> you know, hallelujah. So something about the hips, something needing alignment, that's being done right now in Jesus' name. Just receive that. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for that alignment in the hips. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We praise you. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something under, right? It's under someone's arm. Under someone's arm. There's been some, I don't know if a muscle's been pulled. I don't know what it is, but something right under the arm there's been pain in that area i don't know if it's more surface with the skin if it's something like a rash or something more muscular that's deep inside but just something under the someone's arm is being healed raise your hand if that's you right now that there's been some kind of difficulty in that region receive that healing power hallelujah receive that healing power we thank you for it father we thank you for it father Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're so, so grateful. Jesus, we're so, so grateful. We thank you for the great price you paid. We honor the great price that you paid. Somebody's jaw, did I call out jaw yet? Somebody's jaw realigned. Your jaw realigned that something isn't been right. It pops or comes out of place. It doesn't hinge properly. That's, that's being corrected in right now and made whole in Jesus' name. Jesus, we thank you for it. 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 
we thank you for it, Father. We thank you, Jesus. 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 You know, since Jesus purchased healing, and it cost him everything, don't you think he delights in dispensing it? That he is just so thrilled to get to dispense it where people will receive it. Where he longs to find places where he'll be received. And what he paid for is just welcome without, without, um, without argument, without rebuttal. Amen. They just receive it. Just receive it. I, 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 it just keeps coming to me. I haven't had this before, but it just keeps coming to me. He just loves walking up and down the aisles, just ministering to those who receive it. Who just ease, no, don't try to, they don't try to figure out, they're not trying hard might with their mind. They're just quiet. Just quiet. I'm talking about up here. In resting. In resting. Receiving. Amen. Receiving from a place of rest and not a place of effort. No. Hallelujah. So just, he delights to dispense that healing power. It's not like trying to talk him into it. He delights in it. Thank you, Jesus. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. We receive it. We thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the price you paid. We honor that. No fear, Jesus. No fear in us. Fear no longer. No longer, no longer has a place in us. We forbid it. And we just receive the victory. We remember what's in our lane. And we stay in that place of victory. That lane of victory that you have made our path in life. We're so grateful. We're so, so grateful. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. There's, been, there's things all over this room being worked. Things all over this room being worked. If you want, move around. Give action to some part. Just move around. Amen. Just receive it. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for equipping them, equipping them for the next, equipping them, preparing right now things in their heart, things in, things in their spirit, that you're just equipping them so that 
they're graced for the next. Graced for the next. We thank you for it. We thank you for it, Father. And thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. We thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for it, Father. You know, I, I remember in that book that Richard Sigmund wrote titled My Time in Heaven. He talked about, if I remember correctly, he just saw himself observing a service and he saw angels come in with body parts. They were standing behind the people who needed them. And then uh, toward the end of the service, they would just take them and go back to heaven. And he said, why did they take them back and go back to heaven? And because they weren't received. So it's not about getting God to give. It's about us receiving. It's about us receiving. Amen. It's never about getting God to give. It's always about us receiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's our joy to receive. It's our joy to receive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We receive it. We receive it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isn't he sweet? Isn't he sweet? Yeah. He wants your life to be sweet. Life is not intended to be just a hard struggle. You just bare knuckled your way through and you just got up like a bulldozer every day and just, you know. It's not a passive approach, but it's a constant, steady press that is energizing, not draining. It's energizing, it's fulfilling. And it's an absolute joy to live it. And um, he intended and authored for us days of heaven on this earth. Do not settle for less. Not days of torment. Not days of harassment. And listen, circumstances are going to arise, but you can be completely unimpressed with them to where they just don't get your recognition and your attention. All of your victory is connected to your attention. Whatever your attention is on will determine how much victory will work for you, will flow for you. And uh, in Proverbs 4.20 to say attend my words. Put your attention on my words. That's what I was saying at the first part. If we just stay full of the word, we just stay full, just stay full, just stay full. You won't have to fight to stay in peace. You won't have to fight to 
It's not about fighting to get somewhere. It's just about letting what's already yours rising up and dominate and flowing up. And that's a totally different approach and mindset, right? Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for the plan. The plan you made. Jesus, thank you for the plan you purchased. And Holy Spirit, thank you for the plan you're fulfilling in us. We thank you for it. And it's so good to be healed tonight. Thank you. It's so good to be free. Free, free, free. Free from fear. Free from harassment. Free from depression. Free from torment. No longer intimidated and timid. Timidity is tormenting. No longer, but just restful in our place that we occupy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor, thank you for having me. Love y'all. Congregation, thank you. Your congregation, my congregation, all, all congregations. Thank you, Pastor. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.